he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you are here. So come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay. So after an overwhelming amount of feedback from last week, it's clear you guys are fans of the separate recap episode. So we are back at it with a new recap coming to you first thing Tuesday morning. How do you feel, Jackie? I feel good about it. I feel amazing <laughs> about the good feedback. I am A little more energy. No, I will say, though, I am frustrated because I feel like this episode was so predictable. I feel like play by play by play, I knew exactly what was going to happen literally like when the episode started. You don't agree, but I don't know why. I don't agree. Um, I, I feel like Kat going home... Like, cat got my tongue. I was mm. shooketh when he didn't, when he sent her home, jumping right to the end of the episode. But cat doesn't get a hometown date. I thought they were closer than that. I mm-hmm. thought if he were to send her home right before hometown dates, she was worthy of a pull her aside. Can I talk to you outside real quick? Take her away from the rose ceremony and break up with her gently to literally just call someone else's name. And that's how she learns that she's not getting a hometown date. Like, that was kind of. Like, that's something you would do to someone that you don't care as much about. And I don't know. I thought she was on a different level. Yeah, no, I I honestly, I mean, like I said, Kat has been in my top four pretty much every single week until this week when I was just doing the math. And I'm like, oh, well, I think he likes Ariel more and like Charity's not going home. So it's just like the math wasn't Mm -hmm. nothing. Um, But the whole Greer going, (laughs) we'll get into it, poor Greer, and um, Brooklyn going home, I was like 100%, 100%. Yes, 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 yes called that one from a mile away yeah i don't know but then with zach outside crying in the driveway telling jesse i didn't expect this at all like you're doing it though they used that clip of him saying it in the promo from last week to make it look like someone leaves him you didn't expect it at all like what do you mean you knew that you were gonna send cat home right like you went to the rose ceremony with a plan like (laughs) what's unexpected here how did you not expect this are you having an out-of-body experience Zach? like what's going on here maybe he just like you said didn't expect not having as strong feelings for Kat? I don't know. Because I think they were really strong at one point. Well, he keeps referencing the Bahamas. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, the only difference is you're not in the Bahamas anymore. Like, you're in Budapest. And maybe that's why things are different, because Kat's not in a bathing suit anymore. But just take her to one of those, like, bath places take, and you'll be fine. Take her to the baths. Um, well, no, I feel like that's just how the show goes, though. Like, it's I don't think it's that he didn't have strong feelings for Kat at one point. I think it's just one of those things that, like, you can't control the timing of some of these things, and it's just it was just a situation where other relationships were stronger. And, and hometowns happens to be right now, and so he has to, like, make a game-time decision. But had things been different, had he maybe seen Kat, like, one other time, she probably would have been in hometowns. And what are the odds, though, that last week she's involved in drama and this week she's out? I feel like literally the four girls that are going to hometowns have not been involved in any type of drama. And that's exactly what he wants. And the second some type of drama happens on a hometown date, whoever that is, she's mm-hmm. going home. Okay, so let's get into... Well, we finally got the answer to this crazy question. Where is Greer? And turns out, I guess she was quarantined in London? Yeah? No, where'd they go after London? Estonia. Wasn't there something? Yeah. Was she there? No. Oh, no, she didn't go to Estonia. He just says, like, uh, Greer's on her way back. I think the question was always, like, did Greer go to 
travel with them? It seems like no, based on what Jesse was saying, is that Greer stayed put. But I guess the question is, we don't know when she tested positive in London or Estonia, so this is dumb. Well, no, no. Let's assume. I think she quarantined with the corgis like we were hoping. He said Greer is on her way to Budapest. Mm-hmm. And Zach, like, looked totally not excited about that at all. I actually think he needed to be reminded who Greer was. I know. Because, or he was prepped. They're like, we're going to tell you that Greer's coming back. Because his face seemed a little too, like, he didn't question it. Like, if that were me and I was the lead, I'd be like, wait, she's still coming? Why? She missed an entire week, and I don't like her. But instead, he's <laughs> like, I oh, don't Greer. Like her. <laughs> oh, Greer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he did a very good job acting, if that's what he was going for, of right. like putting on an air of mystery that Greer might be getting a hometown day. Because I think everybody knew. Right. Like, literally, ABC, why are you wasting money in the budget to fly Greer to Budapest just so she can go home? We all knew she was going home from that conversation. At least I did. I don't know about you guys, but I picked up on the cues. Well, yeah. And we know that, like, Greer's obviously talking to producers, saying that she's, like, really into it. Zach's obviously talking to producers, mm-hmm. saying and he's really not into it. And they're like, we've got an idea. Let's fly her in and have an in-person breakup. Let's tackle this whole Greer story because it happens in the beginning and the end of the episode. But Greer comes back and she's like, I'm hopeful that our connection is strong enough. Like, honestly, the scene really bothered me because I feel like she's lying to herself. Like, she doesn't really like him. No man that made you feel that way in the last conversation you had with him, you don't really like him. So either you're just like, brainwashed by production or you're caught up in what whatever this bubble is I I don't know when he's like how do you feel and she's like well in this moment like right in front of you I feel better than ever like so happy to be alive and girl no you don't (laughs) like there's no way you actually feel that way she probably is being brainwashed by production slash she was just like locked in a room for six days yeah I think like literally anything could get her excited. I think she's just excited to be out and about and, like, breathing fresh air again, honestly. Yeah, I love that Zach references their stolen weeks. He's like, we've both had stolen weeks, or we've both had weeks stolen from us, but just to be clear, my stolen week was more significant because I need to remind you I'm looking for my wife, and you are just a measly contestant that needs to prove her worth to me. But does he literally say that? But my week was more important. No. Oh, he just <laughs> no, says, but he basically did. In his tone, you know? you're saying. Yeah, I, the thing that was weird to me, though, but I guess, again, not that weird. Why didn't they just put Greer on the group date so that she could do that and then, like, go to the rose ceremony and get sent home? Like, I just don't think this one-on-one breakup was necessary, especially because I felt like we all saw it coming and it wasn't particularly dramatic. Like, I don't think it was needed. But it was dramatic for her for some reason and everyone's confused about that. Like, she's like given us real hard tears and Mm -hmm. everyone's like wait what also if you're quarantined but you're still on the show why couldn't she technically facetime him throughout amazing question she 100% could right because she wasn't a real contestant we're gonna just hide Greer in this room and spiral her a little bit that's what it seemed like to me yeah Right, because she could have also just, had she just never showed up in Budapest, Zach wouldn't have asked where she was. It would have Mm -hmm. just been assumed that she went home after quarantining. Like, but they brought her back to have this storyline so they can put in the promo Greer walking away crying, which was in the promo, like, the whole season. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But she gave us some good um, Lauren Conrad mascara tears as she was leaving. She did, and she gave us a very good, like, whispery tone, which I was like, why are you 
talking 17 decibels quieter. But literally, as soon as she got broken up with, she just whispered the whole time. Even in her ITM, she was like, I didn't see us going this way. <laughs> Could you guys yeah, even hear that? Like, Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. And then she's like, I do feel ready for you to meet my family. Like, he just learned that you worked in sales last week when you said... I work in sales, and then the whole COVID conversation happened, mm -hmm. and all I could fixate on was the fact that, why are you telling him what you do for work? Shouldn't he know that by now? No. But you want him, You want to bring him home to your family? Greer. Greer, Greer, Greer was not happy with your performance this week. I'm glad it's, like, over, though. I think this has been a long stretch of weeks where it's we've just been like, oh, poor Greer, poor Greer, poor Greer, and now we don't have to say that anymore. And that makes me happy. Yeah. Although next week is the women tell all and something tells me we're going to say poor Greer again. I'm sure they're going to bring up the COVID conversation. Because mm -hmm. remember last week we crept on how he could see the backlash and like he was a, kind of apologetic. I think they're going to give him an opportunity to apologize for that conversation. She's going to talk about probably how she was blindsided. I don't know. I could see yeah. her having a little dramatic moment. Not like drama with the girls, but just like... Yeah, a hot seat, if you will. Right. Surprise to no one, Katie gets the one-on-one -on -one date. The first, second one-on-one -on -one date of the season. So Zach and Katie have, like, amazing chemistry. I actually wouldn't hate it if she is the final Rose recipient. Zach admits that he still gets butterflies with Katie. You've literally known her for three and a half weeks, and she just walked out of the limo 15 minutes ago, but great. I'm glad you still, after all this time, have butterflies with Katie. Although you don't know her favorite color or her birthday. Well, he just learned purple. She let him know. He, do you think they must have discussed birthdays? That's a very important thing to share. Like, what's your sign, girl? For me, it is, but in the promo for next week, someone's family member says that was what's Ariel's my sister's birthday brother though so although i would i hope i mean we didn't get to see zach's answer i hope he'd be able to say everyone's birthday that's on hometowns like i hope the brother's like hey what's my sister's birthday and he's like march 22nd boom you know yeah but i feel like they're so busy talking about like how do you feel like what are you thinking do you like being here how is it in the house like they're not talking about anything of substance even like when greer going back real quick when she was sitting there and she walks in and she's like oh it's colder in here or out here i take my jacket off and he's like yeah it's chilly and they they actually had like back and forth banter about the weather for like five or six sentences and i'm like guys like you're supposed to be falling in love this is not this isn't working so i don't know i'm not too confident i guess we'll find out next week if he knows people's birthdays but who's to say if he knows katie's at this point but her favorite color is purple so let's jot that one down that's a good one also i thought it was very interesting that zach said his original last name was shacklecross until it was changed to shellcross i'm not really quite sure like what that means like does that mean is it one of those things where like when they when your ancestors come from Alice Island, they, like, misspell the name. So then going forward, it's something else. I didn't really get that. But I was like, Shacklecross is cool. They should have kept that. Shacklecross is way cooler. I know. I literally wrote, it makes him 3% hotter. Exactly 3%. Uh, okay. That's generous. But okay. Three? It's just a measly little three. That's, like, a that's a few, some might say. John Stamos's last name isn't Stamos. It's, like, Stamopodopolis. And then he he changed it when he became famous. Isn't that the, his last name in Full House? What's his last name in Full House? <laughs> I 
Gonzopolis. It's like Jesse Gonzopolis. Is it, are you sure that's not just that? <laughs> no, it's like Stavadopolopolis. And he changed it when he became famous or when he yeah. wanted to become famous. So maybe that's what Zach did. He didn't like Shackle Cross. And he knew he was going to be The Bachelor one day, a.k.a. famous. So he's yeah. like, this must be changed. He told his grandpa when <laughs> he was coming into Ellis Island. He was like, can you actually write that differently, please? I think Shell Cross is easier to pronounce. Yeah, he's like, I have to take the John Stamos route and uh, change my last name before I become famous. Have mercy. Um, Katie makes... Zach Shacklecross feel special and safe and flabbergasted. I've never told someone that they made me feel flabbergasted before. I feel flabbergasted about this revelation. I don't know the actual definition of the word flabbergasted, but it's like if someone were to put those three words in a thing, be like, which of these three words is not like the other? I don't think someone would say, oh, yeah, no, these words all mean the same thing. Special, safe, and like, isn't flabbergasted like, wow, I'm flabbergasted. I'm like surprised. Can you please read me the definition? Yes, it is. It is an adjective, and it's greatly surprised or astonished. In a sentence is, this news has left me totally flabbergasted. So he's astonished. I think he means, like, I'm surprised by how much I like you. He's just Mm. silly. He's just so silly, Mr. Shacklecross. So no surprise there, though. Katie gets the rose, which means she is locked in for a hometown date. Good job, Katie. Congrats, girl. (laughs) Congrats. Katie's totally listening to this right now. (laughs) We move over to the group date, and the rest of the girls except Brooklyn get it because Brooklyn gets the final one-on-one date. And poor little Greer, who's just sitting in a hotel by herself. Oh, right, yeah. Greer doesn't... Greer can't come. But it's like, why? She doesn't even go here. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know, Jackie. She would have really enjoyed this date, I think. I I think magic is really cool, so I personally enjoyed watching this and then I was like oh shit they're doing real magic like some of that was impressive okay but like is this the carbonaro effect like what is this guy and call it the carbonaro effect is that a real thing it's a tv show on true tv and it's a guy that does like magic but like it's videoed magic so can't you just make it look magic in post-production yes like it's so it's the carbonaro effect that's the guy's oh that's someone carbonaro Okay. The show is called. I thought you were getting confused with the Mandela effect, and I was like, no, that's a a different (laughs) thing. Um, Yes, 100%. This could just be fake. Like, they could have just been telling the magician guy what words they were thinking of and then, like, acting it out. But I don't know. Based on some of the girls' reactions, like, Gabby really freaked out when he got hers. I just don't think these girls are that good of actors. I don't think the girls are telling the magician, mentalist, who, whatever he was. I don't think they were telling him, like, this is what I'm th- going to mm-hmm. say. But I think, like, why couldn't this guy have been tipped off by the show's psychologist? Like, they're asking questions that you easily could find out. I don't yeah. know. No, I the, agree. The exact words were weird, though. Like, how uh, Gabby said safety and comfort. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Those are two. Not the, not the words are weird, but, like, it's weird that he was able to get at that specific. Charity says infidelity. And it's weird, like, she says infidelity, he writes infidelity, he didn't write, like, cheating. Yeah, right. It's, like, the same exact word, so how are we getting it so specific? And why hasn't this guy just been hired to come on other seasons? Literally, Clayton tweeted, like, bro, like, where were you on my season? Like, you couldn't have called. He was in Budapest. They didn't go there, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I would like to call him, though. He seems like he knows the answers to literally everything. Yeah, he's a real magician. 
doing real magic. What was the thing that Gabby was like, wait, how did this dot get on my hand or something? I kind of missed oh, that part, yeah. but that was in the very beginning of the magic trick segment that I was like, oh, okay, crazy. So the magician draws a heart on Zach's hand and then just like, I don't know, hits his hands and he said, whoever has the strongest connection, the heart will appear on it. And it appeared on Gabby. Literally, how did that happen? I felt like I was watching like a magic act when I was like five yeah. and I didn't understand how they pulled like the rabbit out of the hat. But, like, did it really happen or was this staged? Was it the Carbonaro effect? I don't know. I really think we need some answers on this if anyone has any insight or, I don't know, if we ever have Gabby on. I need to know because that's crazy. Like, how would a heart just show up on her hand? It wouldn't. They must have been doing something. Right? Like, it wouldn't. Like, there's not real magic going on here, guys. Sorry to burst your bubble. Well, because even when you... When you see a, a magic show in kindergarten, like, there's always an answer for how they yeah. did it. Yeah, Like, it's like, oh, it's actually in his left hand. Mm-hmm. It's not disappeared or whatever it is. So in this case, it's like, but no, how did it actually happen? Like, did they all get, like, red hearts earlier and, like, forgot about it? That would be a really crazy trick. That would be <laughs> crazy. They all got, like, drugged, all got hearts on their hands, and then they all woke up and they were like, <gasps> right before the group date. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, because there's no answer for this one other than the fact that he's just a crazy magician. In which case, I don't believe that. (laughs) In which case, I should not believe you, sir. We're going to debunk this magic. Do we think it's strategic that, like, everyone got certain questions and then cats, like, come on. Cats, have you ever thought about wanting to leave? That's when I thought about the psychologist. Because that's, like, obviously, guys, Mm. you know, on the show, they get access to, like, a therapist, someone that they can see. And talk to, and, like, obviously, it seems like someone may have said to him, oh, she's been talking about wanting to leave, why don't you ask her? Same thing with the infidelity thing with Charity. Like, that's a very obvious thing that production would, honestly, production would know, because she said it in her one-on-one date the other week. But, yeah, I think things like that, like, he's just being fed information about them. He has to be, right? Right. Right. No, he's not real magic. (laughs) He's not, okay? Well, then, so after the magic date, they have the nighttime portion of the date, and Zach gets to talk to the girls. He talks to Kat, and at this point, I had no clue Kat was really going to be going home this episode. Like, I thought for sure she wasn't. So he's asking her about wanting to leave, and I'm like, oh, God, we're going through this charade, blah, blah, blah. She kind of like, did you do you think she talked her way out of it? Because the second he senses any type of drama, he wants nothing to do with you. So maybe this is when he started to realize he was going to be sending her home. Yeah. I guess the the thing that I thought was interesting about this nighttime portion is like when Gabby gets the rose, obviously a bunch of them are like really excited for her or whatever. Kat is like crying and she was like, yeah, I'm obviously like happy for you. I'm just sad and kind of goes on to talk about how this is like disappointing or whatever. And I was just like, I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. Is that not literally what Christina said when Charity got the rose and everyone was like, you're taking away Charity's moment. But no one told Kat that she was taking away Gabby's moment. Mm, yeah. Right? Didn't it feel this? I felt yeah. the same to me, at least. I do think maybe Kat was better in her tone and, like, delivery of it, because I think she genuinely was upset and was trying to not be, whereas Christina was more just like, I'm surprised, blah, blah, blah. But- well, you know what? This is also, they're, like, two totally different situations. Like, this is final six mm-hmm. and they're finding out who's getting a hometown versus Christina just wanting like a, a rose from week two where yeah, it doesn't yeah. actually even really matter. So maybe like the severity, like I actually feel like it's like fairly normal to be upset when someone else gets the rose at this point, if you yeah. care. Yeah. Which she clearly does. So Brooklyn gets the final one-on-one date, which is the second, second one-on-one date. Mm-hmm. 
I 100% thought she was going home. Same. But, yeah. So the only two people this season that will get two one-on-one dates are Katie and Brooklyn. That's crazy. Like, I feel like it's usually more. Really? I feel like it's usually only a handful. But I, but I feel like it's usually, like, the two front runners. The fact that it's Katie and Brooklyn, someone who's already gone, is, is kind of wild. Well, I think they just gave it to Brooklyn so that they would have someone going home not in the rose ceremony. Because I think they just like to do that to shake up the girls. You know what I mean? Like, when they went to go take Brooklyn's suitcase, Charity, like, was really upset. And I feel like they love to create that moment. Like, that's really what I feel like that one-on-one date was orchestrated for. So that the girls could get shooken up that, like, we don't know where Zach's head's at. Like, oh, my God. Anyone can go home at any moment. And it worked. Yeah. But the girls all crying, I kind of, like, side-eyed it a little bit. Oh, my Aww. guys. If you, well, if you really want to be the one ending up with him, like, don't you want... I, I know you like her. I know you guys are besties. But, like, you want her to go home in the end. I think the tears are more they're just like, damn, like, Brooklyn's gone. And we didn't even get to say bye. And now I probably won't see her for, like, four weeks. Which is not really that long of a time. And it's like, you... Probably have known her for less time than that, but sure. Right. Or they're like, crap, we're one step closer to having to bring Zach home, and maybe they don't want to. Mm. That's what the tears are really about. I mean, I really feel like the ideal way to be in The Bachelor is to, like, get so close to, like, hometown fantasy suites and then somehow get out in a nice way. And so, yeah, maybe they are like, oh, shoot, we have to go to hometowns now with Zach. I do think they all like him, though. All four of them. I hope, yeah. So Brooklyn gets the one-on-one date. Kat is pissed. And it's like, out of all girls that can get the one-on-one date, it's the girl that she feuded with last week, which that feud did not carry on at all this week, which I was surprised Mm. about because it carried on for the entire episode last week. Like, there was not even a mention of it this week. Yeah. And, like, Kat pulling Zach aside before Charity's date didn't help her this week just weird like i thought they were closer i thought they were like she was like in my top two mine too yeah from the beginning i thought for sure like no questions asked so for her to go home monday night i was like honestly you know what i think it was though i think he was really pleasantly surprised by ariel's one-on-one which was was that last Mm. week or the week before i think like i really think he wasn't expecting that and had that not happened um, Kat would have been in the top four for sure. And then Ariel would have gone home. I think she was the wild card that like genuinely surprised him. And so then it's just a numbers yeah. game at that point. Like someone has to get knocked out and it's not going to be Katie and it's not going to be Charity. And it's not going to be Gabby. It has to be Kat. So Brooklyn's date. We have again, another mm-hmm. random couple that was clearly hired through LinkedIn. And I don't get why. I thought it was weird that so they're in this pool. Wait, I've been to those pools before, those baths in Budapest. And I was going to say. Wait, yeah. What? I, I went to Budapest. I was going to say, though, too, were, like, what? No, I was going to say, were you on The Bachelor? No, I was just on vacation and <laughs> went to those baths. And the old people really do play chess in there, like, literally all the time. But the weird thing is, like, like I don't know, Budapest is such a small place that all the things they were doing this whole entire episode i was like oh i did that oh i saw that oh i saw that but that's like weird because it's like oh there's only like what five touristy things to do in budapest and like i guess that's what everyone's just like doing because it's like very common but yeah the baths are a fun little time people definitely play chess there two of my friends tried to play chess and then like two old men were like excuse me this is our game like you can't do it it's like not for the public like they bring their own chess it's kind of crazy 
It's just like old men just like sit there and play chess against each other. So the couple, when they randomly just start talking with Brooklyn and Zach, which it was so that moment of Zach walking over and he goes, don't mind us. We're just watching. We're just staring at you. It's just so creepy. Why are you going over to the random couple? But obviously <laughs> they have to. And the random couple immediately asks them, how did you meet? I feel like if I were to meet someone in a pool randomly, my first question would be like, where are you from? What's your name? Yeah. It's like I, It's always like, how did you guys meet? Or how long have you been together? It's always a relationship question. Mm-hmm. That it's like, obviously, there's a script. Someone's behind them with cue cards outside of the pool for the old couple to see. Absolutely. And then do they have to clear out half of the pool? Because at the very end, when they're kissing in the pool, you see all these people on the second half of the pool. And then the the side of the pool that they're on, they're the only ones in. Would you be so pissed if, like, you're vacationing in Budapest and you go to one of these places and, like, you have to be shoulder to shoulder with all these strangers because Zach and Brooklyn need to make out in peace. Yeah, I wonder if it's a situation where, like, they they must have rented out the place and then these are all people who know they're coming on a filmed date, though, right? And signing waivers to be able to use their face versus, like, them just crashing (laughs) this public (laughs) place and everyone's like, um, excuse me? Like, I'm just trying to, like, play chess with my friend and, like, lay in this bath and now you want me to go stand over there and watch Zach make out with Brooklyn? Like, no thanks. I'd be pissed. But ultimately, Brooklyn does not get the rose. She is not the one for Zach. And he tells her an iconic line, you deserve the love I can't give you. That line will be brought up next week at the Women Tell All, for sure. Mm. That is like a fierce love. Like, you know, when everyone has their, like, final thing before they go? Yeah. Yeah, Jesse's going to ask her, like, so do you think you can find the love that you deserve? Maybe you could find it on the beach this summer. And then he'll announce it. Honestly, that line, though, is kind of giving potential Bachelorette setup. Like, I think that's a very good, like, setup for a line on a poster or a billboard somewhere, you know? I see that. I don't see it with Brooklyn at all, though. I thought she came off like a mean girl, like I said the other week Mm, with Kat. And I don't think someone that – that character, that person that she was on the show – that person typically doesn't become the bachelorette. Yeah, but I think they like to give themselves options. And they put this little sprinkle in there where it's like, oh, I don't know. Sure. If their first and second and third and fourth choice falls through and has a big scandal, they have Brooklyn ready to go. Absolutely. I mean, I think the top six outside of Greer, poor Greer, love, your, <laughs> love you, girl. But I think everyone is pretty much like a potential. Yeah. Depending on how people react. Like, on Ben Higgins' season, like, Kayla was the choice. But then when everyone reacted to JoJo's breakup, mm-hmm. they had to, like, switch and go with her. So, like, I think, ultimately, if everyone Monday night was flipping out, like, oh, my God, Brooklyn, like, I can't believe it. Like, I'm sure they would, like, throw her a contract to sign. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, you know? Totally. So, yeah, the final four is Charity, Katie, Gabby, and Ariel. Uh did not see this final four exactly. I definitely knew Katie was going to be there, mm-hmm. but not the rest of them. I don't know if I was totally on board with them earlier on this season. Um, but there's actually a YouTube video on the She's All Batch YouTube that I made when Charlene asked us who our final four was. So I wanted to just pull up okay. real quick who, what our predictions were. So this is over two weeks ago now. You said Cat, Katie, Ariel, charity so you're only one off which is gabby yeah i really haven't seen gabby 
as a strong Final Four in quite a while. Obviously, like, here we are, but I don't know. She crept up on me, too. Yeah, and then... So I didn't make a prediction in this video, but then Charlene and Andy said that their final four was Kat, Ariel, Katie, Jess. Oh so they were God, way more Jess. And I remember even when they said that, I'm like, who is Jess? Like, I've literally never seen that girl in my life. Um, yeah. And they were like, oh, well, she keeps getting reassurance. But yeah, that one was way off. Yeah. I could see what they meant. I think they thought she would be the type that kind of like slips under the radar and goes right into hometowns without you even realizing that she's been kind of like a front runner the whole time. But she she didn't get that. Oh, wait, but did you see that next week is Monday and Tuesday? Oh, what are we going to do? I know. I was, We're going to release I mean, Wednesday we can, probably, right? Oh, see, I was going to say, what if we just release Tuesday and screw the women tell all? Wait, the women tell all is by far the best episode of the year. Wait, are you serious? I'm really? dead serious. Am I, I like crazy? Send yeah, off you in the are. comments below, guys. Like, you are crazy. I feel like it's all just people like from night two screaming about stuff that they weren't even there for trying to do paradise. And it's all like <laughs> this manufactured, like any manufactured drama is going to be all oh, women tell all the showdown between made up villain number four and this girl. And it's like, this is not, these are not the hot seats I want. <laughs> these are not the questions I want asked to these people in the hot seats. And it's all so edited that I'm just like, this is dumb. The best episode of the whole season. That's a crazy thing oh, to see, say. Oh, see, I love it. So why don't you guys tell us? Sound off in the comments below. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm here for the drama. And and sometimes you get some good takeaways. Like, we might we might find out some stuff. Um, I, I do agree that there's a lot of people fighting for airtime because they want to go to paradise. So speaking of that, though, we actually have a bomb-ass interview on Thursday. Crystal Nielsen is coming on She's All Batch, and she gives in our opinion, like a top tier, like Blake Horstman level interview. It's so good and so juicy. And she actually touches on how the Women Tell All is an audition and how producers literally do tell you that like you need to fight for airtime and you need to say what they want you to say because blah, blah, blah. But just letting you guys know, if you are here just to listen to this recap and you don't normally listen to this podcast, I highly recommend subscribing and sticking around for this Thursday's episode because it's going to be, I think, one of our best ever. Not to toot our own horn, but like, toot. Whoa, toot. <laughs> well, then I guess we'll see you guys Thursday. All right. Be there or be square. I always wonder if, like, are we getting new people with this recap? Like, do you even, do you guys know who we are? Like, do you listen to the regular podcast? Who are you? Tell us. Sound off in the comments below. Wow, I can't wait to read the comments below. So many things to see. Okay. <laughs> so many things to see. Okay, we will see you guys on Thursday. Is that it, Jackie? I think that's it. Bye, bitches. Bye.